You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com. That sound you're hearing is me no longer being tethered to my terrible laptop because I finally, I finally have this big black monolith of a machine up and running so I can actually record properly with my proper equipment and not my cheap pink Razer gaming headset that I found out doesn't do a very good job. But obviously y'all aren't here to to hear me talk about that. We talked about that last time. It's fine. Anyway, to celebrate the joyous of a- occasion of having a machine that can allow me to have guests again, because I don't have to subject them to the terrible uh, sun- Sunday night DJing that was happening to my voice on these recordings. I am so happy to welcome back to the podcast. Uh, the host of the Locked On Red Sox podcast on the network, the host of the Girl at the Game podcast, which should be checked out. And for for the next, well, at least one more day, honorary Blue Jays fan and member Gabrielle from Locked On Red Sox. Gabrielle, thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for letting me hop on the Blue Jays bandwagon. I knew this was coming for about three months, but I'm thrilled to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining. I'm, I'm happy to be able to do this because like, I, um, I, I don't know how much of today's game you were able to watch. I know there's a lot of baseball that happened in the American league. We're going to touch on all of it as we go through here. Cause I mean, why not? It's the playoffs. We have playoff baseball. We should be excited. We should be able to partake in everything. And you know, commiserate with the fan bases that truly deserve it. Oh, God. Pour one out for the Twins. We see you. <laughs> we see you, Minnesota. We'll be talking about you in a, in the second half. But, um, yeah, obviously, as an adopted Blue Jays fan, we're going to start with the namesake team at the podcast, the Blue Jays. They, um, they've been a bit baffling with their, with their choices. Um, electing to go with Matt Shoemaker in game one. Yeah. And, and then, um, you know, you know, once it looked like it was actually a brilliant decision, they immediately pulled Matt Shoemaker after three innings um, for Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray wasn't bad. Let, let's no, get that out of the way. Yeah. Like he had Robbie more Ray, strikeouts than Matt Shoemaker. Well, and and you can argue that the run that scored wasn't even his fault because Teoscar, um, as much as I love his arm in right field, he misplayed that Randy Rosarena ball and let him get the third. And then Danny Jansen, as he's shown at times this season, cannot catch a ball. So the pass ball scored a Rosarena and then the, the Manuel Margot home run off of A.J. Cole just kind of sealed it. So Toronto slumps to a 3-1 defeat. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Um, Gab, I I really, I really don't know what to say. Cause like it was 
from from a baseball standpoint, it was a good game. Like yeah. it was entertaining. Like I I've watched enough terrible Blue Jays games the past two weeks to know that that was much better. It was still attainable, but the bats just couldn't get it done. And I think that's ultimately the takeaway from this game. It's not the pitching, it's the bats not being able to do what they needed to do to support their pitchers who, you know, aside from AJ Cole, gave them what they needed in this one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, your Blue Jays actually out hit the Rays, but the situational hitting just was not there. I mean, they were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. They left six men on base. And I think you can attribute a lot of that to the fact that your team is extremely young. Uh, I mean, Bichette and Vladdy both were hitless in three at-bats apiece in their first ever postseason games. That's understandable. Mookie Betts, to this day, in over 20 postseason games in his career between 2016, 2017, and 2018, only has four RBI and a single home run, and that came in the last game of the World Series. It takes these young guys time to get their head on straight in a postseason setting. You know, not everyone's going to be a David Ortiz right out the gate. And like you said, you know, the pitching was good. Shoemaker was a questionable choice, I thought. You know, when you have someone like Ryu, why are you starting off with Shoemaker? But at the same time, you know, he only give up two hits and didn't give up a single run in three innings. And like you said about Robbie Ray, same thing with that Teoscar Hernandez situation. So you actually got six solid innings between the two of them. Mm. But I always come back to this quote from Pedro Martinez during the 2004 ALCS after game two of the 04 ALCS when he was Pedro, but the offense just did not show up, which, you know, happens to Chris Sale once every five games when he's healthy. <laughs> Pedro said something to the effect of, all I can do is go out there and pitch. I can't do anything if they don't score runs. And the runners in scoring position numbers, the team left on base numbers, are the perfect example of that story because it is a tale as old as time, especially now that there is no DH in the National League. This is even more true than it's always been for the American League. Overall, for MLB, a pitcher can only hold it down. They cannot actively put you on the board. And now that Greinke can't hit homers, you know, like he used to love to do, it's even more true. I said this about... um. There was a game, and this is such a nerdy situation, but in 1916, the longest game in postseason history until the 2018 World Series game, the longest game in postseason history was a World Series game from 1916. Ironically, it was also blue. Uh, it was also Dodgers and Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Babe Ruth pitched all 14 innings for the Boston Red Sox and also scored either one of two or the only run, he 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 put like the deciding run on the board for the Red Sox in that game. But that doesn't happen anymore. So yeah. if you've got your pitchers holding it with a scoreless, you know, uh, aside from that one run that is either attributed to Ray or Teoscar, if you've got scoreless innings on scoreless innings on scoreless innings, it comes down to being able to put a competitive offense out there and I think for a lot of these guys, it's just about the fact that they have to get their feet wet in a postseason setting. And 
hopefully they get it together for the next game. Um, because you know, you guys have some of the best young bats in baseball. That's why you're here, but postseason's a different animal. And, and a lot of these guys are just so young, you know, so yeah. that's my, my long winded. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I do want to touch on that right quickly. Um, but first, can we just say if pitchers were allowed to hit in the national league this year, Madison Bumgarner wouldn't have been winless. Just, just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> or, J- or Jacob Degrom. I mean, he got, he got wins. But I just yeah. remember in twenty eighteen, in September twenty eighteen, the Mets were coming to play the Red Sox at Fenway, and so obviously National League rules don't apply because you're playing at an American League ballpark. But because it was Sale versus Degrom, the media and the announcers could not stop talking about the fact that in college Degrom had homered off of Sale. It, it was all they talked about for like three days leading up to this series. And I think part of that was because the Red Sox had already clinched their postseason berth. But it was hilarious because mm-hmm. I was like, yes, it's very exciting that, you know, 10 plus years ago, DeGrom homered off of sale. But they're playing <laughs> at Fenway Park. So he will not be batting. Mm-hmm. And also, Sale's probably going to pitch like three innings because Cora's not going to waste him when they've already clinched the postseason. Which yeah. turned out to be true, I think. Sale pitched like four innings. Yeah. And it was like a very anticlimactic, like it was supposed to be the matchup of the ages, Sale versus DeGrom, the equivalent of the Bieber Cole game that's going on literally right now. Um, <laughs> but it and, ended up being like nothing because the Mets, I think both the Mets and the Sox pulled their starter after like four or five innings, and it was not exciting. How appropriate, just like the Bieber against <laughs> Cole game that we will be talking about in a sec. Um, you you did mention the kids though, um, for the Blue Jays trying trying to get their feet wet and and yeah that was kind of clear that they were they were struggling a little bit. Um, as you mentioned, Bobachet was hitless. He did drive in the only Blue Jays run with that sacrifice fly. Um, Waddy zero for three with two strikeouts. He looked absolutely baffled by Blake Snell in that first at bat he had. Um, Teoscar Hernandez zero for three had a walk, but but that was it. And then like the, the only real, real kids that, you know, showed up were Alejandro Kirk because obviously everyone's large adult son is going to make an appearance and get a hit in his first game because that's what he do. And then Lourdes, <laughs> Lourdes Gurriel was like the only reliable threat in in the Blue Jays lineup tonight. Well, once Snell left the game, Kevin Biggio woke up because he can actually hit pitchers not named Blake Snell. But um yeah, the the runners in scoring position problem has been a glaring weakness for this team. Like when when they're on and they can start chaining hits on people, like they they are incredibly dangerous. They will put up a 10 spot on you if you if you blink on them. But We've seen time and time again that a lot of times they'll get a little over anxious. They'll get, um, you know, excited to start chasing pitches and they won't put good swings on the ball. And, you know, you saw, admittedly, Willie Adamas is going to like haunt my nightmares for the next couple nights just because there, there should have been a couple shots that, you know, at least brought the Blue Jays closer. And then Willie Adamas is there. Like, what can you do? when when he's just everywhere like that so you know 
Blue Jays fans can kind of console themselves. Like, yeah, there was a bit of bad luck when it came to the balls that were hit tonight, but in, in the end, they just didn't get it done enough to, to support their team. And like, Jonathan VR really didn't support his team because he left after he got pulled for a pinch hitter. So good luck getting a contract, Jonathan. Yeah, that's um I heard about that after the fact, and I was like, well, that's not great. Um, I do though I do remember in September 2017, there was a 19 inning Red Sox Blue Jays game at Fenway Park that I was at until about two in the morning. And at a certain point around the 16th inning, Josh Donaldson got himself purposefully ejected from the game because he said he wanted to go home. And (laughs) I was like, well, that's great. We all want to go home, Joshua. They haven't served food since the seventh inning and it's freezing, Mm. but I'm still here. So you probably should be because you're getting paid a hell of a lot more than I am to be at this ballpark right now. I mean, a gentleman who got himself kicked out on his own home run earlier this year by kicking dirt over the plate. So, you know, there's, there's some level of petulance that can be present in some players that I, I, you know, you hear the Blue Jays like, oh, it's such a great club as everyone kind of likes each other. And then it's like Jonathan VR in a corner, like just pouting. And I, one, one more thing I want to touch about on this game before we kind of move on to the other, other three games that are happening tonight. Um, as we said, Matt Shoemaker pitched three innings. He only needed 35 pitches to shut down the Rays. And 27 of those were for strikes. I was going to I was gonna bring that up because I was like, well, damn. Yeah, Shoemaker. like he, he was dealing. But apparently the game plan was to only have Shoemaker go those three innings before turning it over to Robbie Ray. And that was preordained. And you could see when Pete Walker's coming over to, to Shoemaker in the dugout, like just his eyes bugging out, like you're really freaking pulling me with the game I have going. And that was a major cause of debate on Blue Jays Twitter tonight. Like, um, and, and I liken it to the previous managerial regime under John Gibbons, where um, you, you might want to start getting familiar with actually if what I've read in news reports is correct, Gab. Uh, he might be coming your way, but um, superb. Can't there wait. You go. Um, but yeah, it it was it was kind of that question of like, yeah, you can have a game plan, but you know, baseball is such a game about feel, about being in the moment and sensing what a guy is is going to be able to do for you. And when you have a Matt Shoemaker out there absolutely dealing, and not only dealing, dealing with a level of efficiency that Blue Jays starters not named Hyunjin Ryu or Taiwan Walker have not been able to manage this season. So when he's out there like that, it just makes you question like, like if the if you want if you want the bullpen fresh, like why would you why would you just so rigidly stick to a game plan? And then, of course, when a Rosa Reina hit that triple, all of Twitter's just like, oh, this is why you should have let Shoemaker out. And like, like again, it wasn't truly Robbie Ray's fault, but it it just it 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 kind of worries me a little bit that this team will stick to the numbers and stick to the book so much when baseball's supposed to be about unpredictability and and, you know, having to be able to adjust on the fly. I don't know 
how this looks for a team that you know has has some live wires has has a major power outage problem at the moment and you know moving forward will probably need to be a little flexible because if Hyunjin Ryu gets in trouble tomorrow I mean drop the curtain it's game over yeah and I mean the thing is one of the biggest things I think with managers we saw this with Jace Tingler for example during that whole thing with um Tatis Jr swinging on the 3-0 and hitting that grand slam there is so much ego in managing in major league baseball of you know you want to be in charge you want people to listen to you you want things to go your way but the best thing about baseball is that anything can happen which is also the worst thing about baseball and so i feel like if shoemaker's dealing why take him out he had given up two hits no runs mm. he's you know the strike percentage is delicious honestly as a red Sox person watching my pitchers not be able to strike out the right side of a barn <laughs> you know 27 pitches for strikes out of 35 is just sexy and you know it's like okay in the words of ross from friends pivot change your plan at least let him try the fourth inning give him a little bit more you know, let the sl- give a, give that leash a little bit of slack. If yeah. he can't do it, then you can put in Robbie Ray. But why stick to your plan just because just to stick to your plan, like just for the purpose of sticking to your plan? Yeah. Why waste your bullpen when you don't need to? It's so unnecessary, and especially during the postseason, where the name of the game in the postseason is it's a sprint. The regular season, I mean, not really this year because it's it was only 60 games, but in the in a regular year, it's a marathon and then a sprint. And, you know, I mean, that's why in 2018, Cora was using starting pitchers as relievers. When when Nathan Evaldi came in in relief in game three of the World Series and ended up pitching, throwing 97 pitches, he had already he had already pitched in game one and game two, both in relief. The Red Sox starters combined for over 13 innings of relief work during that postseason because the bullpen was not trustworthy and the bullpen was tired because throughout the regular season, when sale had not been healthy from July until September, they had had to work extra hard because they had one less starter in the rotation. The bullpen was tired. You can't use starting pitchers in in relief in the regular season the way that like anything goes in the postseason in the postseason it's whatever you have to do to win at all costs you have to throw your plans out the window when things happen so if shoot like to me i would not have taken shoemaker out he'd only given up two hits i mean that's ridiculous why why are you doing that just for the sake of doing it it's so unnecessary and if you let Shoemaker go that extra inning, maybe you don't have to put AJ Cole in in the seventh, yeah. and and maybe you you don't have to burn a Thomas Hatch tonight. Like, like I, the only thing I can think of is that they didn't want Robbie Ray to come out with like a runner on base because that's not any kind of situation he's been in before. But I don't know. All I right, all I can think can of also have somebody else come in first. Yeah, you know, um, and then put Robbie Ray in the next inning when the bases are clean. So it's, it's just, you know, it's that whole old adage of saying, you know, when you make a plan, God laughs or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, 
I think the biggest thing to remember or like not to remember, but I, I just think that one of the biggest things in baseball is you have a lot more control over your pitching than you do your hitting. The biggest thing, um, you know, like obviously the three, the new three batter minimum rule changes this a little bit, but in general, you can take out your pitchers. You can literally have a pitcher pitch every three batters if you want. At a certain point, you will run out of hitters. Mm -hmm. You just will. So, you know, to me, when your hitting is not there, which it wasn't for the Blue Jays for much of the game, but your pitching is good, keep the pitching good as long as you can to give the bats a chance to wake up. And mm. I think that moving Shoemaker in would have been a good way to do that because the Blue – I mean, you know – yeah. You, you can choose to leave Shoemaker in, but if you keep swapping out guys in your lineup, you're not gonna have that many, you're not gonna have any guys left. Yeah. You can put in as many pitchers as you want. There's no limit on pitchers. The only limit is per batter. But you know, if if the game is nine innings, you could use a bat, you could use a pitcher every single inning. I mean, teams do that. Look at the Rays. They when they don't have a full starting rotation, Kevin Cash just throws everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, it clearly has sealed them a bit. I mean, they have here Pete Fairbanks coming out to close it. I mean, dude can throw a hundred. I understand that. All, all I know is that tonight I finally got Tanner Roark. He, he was totally the wrong messenger, but I totally understand what he was going for with this whole, like sticking to four innings thing, which you can argue it came bite the Blue Jays tonight. We'll see what they can do tomorrow, but um gab i i uh i just i just wanted to tell you right quick um you know if you're having a problem with your car and it comes back to bite you the same way that the blue jays game plan came back to bite them (laughs) then there's one place that you should go and it's rockauto.com it's a family-owned business that's been operating on the net for like 20 years i love rockauto.com I know they're so great. They have like such a wide selection of parts available from like carpet and motor oil to things. I have no clue what they are. Um, But that's the point, you know, they have everything you need, even stuff you didn't realize you needed because you don't have to be an expert to shop at rockauto.com. And they're going to charge me, someone who knows very little about cars, the same thing they're going to charge, you know, the mechanic. I'm ultimately going to bring that car and the parts too. Yeah. Yeah, my uncle, he he charged he's gonna get charged the same thing that I do. What he'll actually know what a strut looks like and be able to install it on my Corolla. So um get yourself over to rockauto.com, check out their amazing selection. They will have the part you need, uh the brand, the specification, they will have it down to a T for you and get you that reliably low price. And you know, when they ask you, how did you find us? What should they put, Gam? Well, obviously, you have to tell them that the folks over at Locked On sent you because we have been working with Rock Auto for a very long time. We love them. They are so helpful. We love that they charge fair and always low prices for everybody. They do not discriminate. If you're a mechanic, if you're someone like me who knows pretty much nothing, they're going to treat us all the same. And you know what? We need more of that in the world right now. Hey. Exactly. So just remember, you're going to get an amazing selection and reliably low prices on all the parts you'll ever need 
at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I mean, we should talk about the rest of the AL. We said we were going to do that. We're going to do it pretty quick because, like, I mean, let's face it. There there wasn't a lot of good around the AL today. So, let's actually, let's start with the good. White Sox and A's. Yes, Giolito. Oh, my God. I feel so sorry for Oakland. Yeah, you won the, the AL West. Here's your prize. It's the White Sox. Good luck. You know what? I feel like this happens to them every year. I mean, 2018, they had to play the Yankees. Um, it's. Yeah. Well, you know what? What it comes down to is, I, I hate to say this, but at the end of the day, I think the place where money matters the most is in the postseason. Oh, yeah. Well, and- I mean, maybe, maybe maybe not because you obviously need to win the regular season games to get to the postseason, but I don't know. I mean, when you got well, a guy like Garrett Cole, I mean, it's literal money ball, you know, when Billy yeah. Bean's watching all the guys leave for other markets and he's like, well, I just can't afford to keep them. Um, I mean, you know, you see the big guys stomping all over the A's every single year and it sucks for them. I feel so bad. To be fair, they kind of got hosed when Matt Chapman went down for the season. I mean, that's that's their MVP. I yeah, mean, I've had I've had enough taunting uh, DMs at Jason Burke asking him how much the A's would need from the Blue Jays to send Chapman to us. But um, no, like, and what can you do when a guy like Giolito is dialed in? I mean, he does have a no hitter already this season. Looked like he was on his way to another one, and. Like now that now that they've got Dallas Keuchel going tomorrow, I I don't like Oakland's chances of surviving. Yeah, I mean, you look at Gilito tonight, seven innings pitched, um, and then apparently he also pitched to two batters in the eighth. That's what it says on, um, mm-hmm. says well, on at bat. I stopped. I said I stopped watching the seventh because I had some other stuff to do. But the part that I did see, I mean, he was rolling. He didn't give up a hit until the seventh inning when Tommy Lastella entered the chat, as it were. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's just impressive. He's so yeah. good. A dominant performance with the eight strikeouts. Um, let's let's hop over to the kind of bad um, game. And again, as we said at the start of this recording, pour one out for the poor Minnesota fans who have waited forever for a playoff win and are still waiting because they they let Jose Altuve draw a bases-loaded walk in the ninth. And that was the winning run because they, they could not solve Framber Valdez for the life of them. Which is crazy. I mean, because Altuve has not been good this season and he was hitless in today's game. I mean, you're, we're all kind of, I mean, maybe it's just because of the shortened season after the long break, but maybe we're seeing the real Altuve that he was never actually that good to begin with. Who knows? But, oh my God, um, Gab, you're insinuating such things. You're insinuating oh that maybe the Astros cheated. Oh my God. You mean the, uh, asterisks. Yeah. yeah. So interestingly enough, though, I wanted to make this comparison because I thought this was really interesting. Granky also got pulled very early in his uh-huh. game. You know, he only pitched four innings. He allowed two hits, 
one earned run, walked three, struck out one. Um, usually, I think you're seeing more strikeouts from him, obviously, but he was he, you know, he was doing great, um, and he was clearly. I don't know if you saw the pictures. Um, I tweeted one of them out, being like the fury in his eyes after getting pulled from the game after four innings is like unmatched. He's like sitting there in his mask, just glaring with, you know, that granky fury. And I just thought it was interesting that today, the first day of the postseason, both granky and shoemaker were both pulled earlier than they probably should have been obviously yeah. it worked out better for granky's team than it did for yours. But just thought it was interesting. You know, usually yeah. you're just trying to, I mean, the postseason literally do anything you can to win right now because there may not be a tomorrow. So just interesting to see that uh, and, Granky and got pulled out, you know. To be fair, like, Granky had thrown almost 80 pitches in four innings. That's a little more understandable than Shoemaker getting pulled after 35. But um, just really quickly at the end here, and I mean really quickly because I don't want to talk about this series whatsoever. Um. At the time of recording, the current score after seven innings is New York 11, Cleveland 2, as Shane Bieber got rocked in a matter akin to what the Miami court system did to his brother, Justin. It, <laughs> it was a, a Mortal Kombat-level fatality from this Yankees lineup that can just turn it on in a sec when brett gardner is hitting home runs in cleveland that's a problem so i have i have a very sad stat i don't know if you're going to want to hear it but jeff passan tweeted out about an hour ago the last time shane bieber allowed seven earned runs was july 24th 2018 in the eighth start of his career he started 12 games this season and didn't allow more than three runs in any of them. Yeah. Like, and, and first inning too, he like in 12 starts, he allowed one run in the first inning and then tonight he allowed two. And then obviously it got much, much worse, but um, no, New York scares me, Gab. I don't like it. Ugh, I mean, look, you know how I feel about the Yankees, but no, I, I'm. I will be. I, I also don't think that they have what it takes to get to the World Series. Um, yeah. I also Fingers don't. Feel, I really don't want another Astros Yankees postseason oh. matchup oh. because I just can't bear to root for either of them. I mean, it's funny because yeah. I think back to last postseason when it was an Astros Yankees um, ALCS. And I was rooting for the Astros because I didn't want the Yankees to get into the <laughs> World Series because I wanted to be – literally, this is so dumb, but I wanted to be able to tweet that the Yankees had not won a World Series in a decade. Yeah. And – or not even gone to a World Series in a decade because I'm pretty sure they haven't gone since 2009. Um, and then, of course, like a month later, the news comes out that the Astros are cheaters. Uh but it was also, I mean, that game, the last game of the series when both Ozuna and Chapman each gave up a go-ahead home run in the ninth <laughs> inning, I was like, this is this is my dream. 
this is delicious because they're both screwing over their teams and they're both terrible, awful human beings. And this is amazing. And so either way, I was going to be happy in that regard because each of them failed their team. So that felt good. But yeah, I, think <laughs> I, don't, I don't like I don't like the Yankees any more than you do. I probably hate them even more. And I just think it's very funny to see how their fans have become so unhinged from what in the grand scheme of Major League Baseball is a few years of not winning a World Series. I mean, for them, it's a decade is like, you know, a million years. But look, I mean, they're playing the Indians and the Indians haven't won since 1948. Um, but they, the, the things that like, they are so feast or famine, like they're either booing the players at their own ballpark, like their own players, like they boo John Carlos Stanton, mm. or they are calling people clutch for homering in the first inning of a postseason game when they didn't even win their division. Like this guy, Tommy Smokes, who apparently works for Barstool, but I've never heard of him because I don't, you know, do Barstool. Yeah, exactly. He he tweeted, Aaron Judge is the most clutch man alive. In all caps. I'm I'm sorry, what? (laughs) I grew up on David Ortiz. So to me, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. And I was like... (laughs) Yeah, you're talking to a girl who's seen Clutch because Clutch got bat flipped all over the Texas Rangers' faces. Yes, exactly. So so I quote tweeted yeah. that guy and I was like, calling someone Clutch for homering, homering in the first inning is like celebrating going to the wild card game. Because I don't know if you remember this, but in 2018, <laughs> when they qualified yeah. for the wild card game against the A's, they popped champagne. They literally were celebrating qualifying for a qualifying game. Oh, yeah. No, celebrating like they had won the postseason. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you're the Yankees. Have some respect for yourselves. Yankees fans are the definition of being born on third base and thinking you hit a triple. Like (laughs) That's the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) It is so disgustingly bad sometimes, but... I just like, I mean, and, and Major League Baseball does it too. I mean, I don't know if you saw the the, the uh, drawing that they put out on Instagram. I tweeted it out. It's like a picture of Aaron Judge, like a, some, a, I don't know if it's like a painting or it's a graphic that they made. And he's wearing one of those like wrestling belts over his shoulder. And I was like, okay, what is this? He homers in the first inning of a wild card game, basically. And you, you're you're like naming him what like the wrestling king of New York. I don't understand what this is in reference to, but also like Aaron Judge has zero World Series championships. He's hurt like every other month, which, you know, is not like a criticism of him. It's just a f- statement of fact. I just thought it was so ridiculous. It's like MLB is such a homer for him, you know? Oh like, yeah. Like I I was so tempted to be like, hey, A-Rod has some competition in the quest for Aaron Judge's heart because there I thought there was no one more obsessed with Judge than A-Rod, but it might be the person who runs Major League Baseball Twitter because, oh, my God. It is it is really, really bad. Like, I mean, I. I I, the sad thing is, I understand it because they're like, oh, they're they're the premier franchise of MLB. We need to have them over everything. And it's like, no, you really don't. Kind of sick of them. Just oh my god, I I don't know. I'm I'm I don't even really want Cleveland to do it either. Just because like I 
find that nickname offensive and I will continue to root against them until they change that nickname. But I, I, uh, I can neither of those teams win. Can we let Seattle take one of their spots? I miss Seattle. Seattle was fun. They deserve it. Longest playoff drought in his, in the majors right now, they deserve something good. There should be a team that gets like a fan vote into the postseason. Exactly. Steal it from NASCAR. NASCAR does it for their all-star race. Just do it for the playoffs. Or I like the way that the all-star voting, you know, you have the all-star voting, but obviously fans are terrible at it because, you know, they vote on name recognition, which is why last year, I think it was, actually, it was Aaron Judge. Perfect example. Aaron Judge was a all-star and he had been on the injured list from like April until June. But he was on the ballot because he had played in like, a couple games. And so he was on the ballot and he made the all-star team over Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers, who were both having MVP caliber seasons. And Xander thankfully got in because, you know, that whole players coaches thing where like the players and coaches can vote in other players who might not have been voted in by the fans. But I was like, seriously, Aaron judge was on the injured list at the time of voting. It was ridiculous. I I mean, Dustin Pedroia was on that list too, and I love him, but I didn't vote for him because he appeared in three games that season. Can I, can I tell you something I want to see? I thought I remembered um, instead of just sending Seattle in. Um, So like a couple years ago um, on Jays from the couch, because I was bored because the Blue Jays were bad. I'm like, why are we watching the A's and the Yankees go at this? I don't like any of these teams. Let's, let's just fix it. Let's, let's replace it. Let's bring in team North America essentially. And <laughs> just like uh, essentially make the best team you can out of the players that did not make it into the postseasons. Like here's a chance for Mike Trout to finally get into a playoff game as a member of this ragtag bunch that is Captain coming America. In. Exactly. Mike and, like, Trout is Captain America. Obviously, it'd be, it'd be a little worse this year because you don't have as many teams. But I still, I still manage. Like you can have like Mike Trout and Joey Gallo and um, Whit Merrifield as your leadoff guy. You can have Miggy Cabrera on there for sentimental reasons. Also, he you was can kind put, of on. You can put Xander and Rafi in there. You know, exactly. Boston alone will make that lineup a threat. So, oh yeah, I mean the the Sox lineup is good. It's just that our pitching was terrible until like the final fifteen games of the season. <laughs> yeah, and and now and in a three game series, it won't matter because you can throw out Brad Keller of the Royals, Lance Lynn, who should be in the playoffs but isn't, and then I don't know. You can go patchwork bullpen, whatever. Um, I you know I, I actually was saying that. Um, I think it was, oh, you know when it was? Okay, during the Celtics po- playoff run, which tragically ended on Sunday, the same, the, literally hours after the Red Sox season ended, um, you know, so they played the Philadelphia 76ers and their former teammate, Al Horford, is now on the Sixers. And he was always an incredible player for them in the playoffs. And I said it would be really nice if teams could borrow – from the teams that they just beat as they yeah. advance in the po- in the postseason, like imagine if it was a wild card game against the Angels, and then you got to borrow Mike Trout. Exactly, because you know honestly he might not get to touch the postseason 
I mean, if Dave Dombrowski takes over, then, uh, you know, he will go and spend money on pitching. And so then maybe they'll have a chance. But I feel like a team American League and a team National League as like the actual other wildcard team is a way more fun situation because, I mean, obviously you don't have the same team unity that you would have on a normal team that has spent the entire season together. But you are getting a chance to see players in the postseason at least for one game that might not otherwise get to ever play on a postseason game because you know what an amazing player on a losing team is still a loser in the literal sense of they're not winning and that sucks for them I mean look at Mike Trout he's literally wasting away on the Angels because it's somehow they are somehow incapable of building a team around the greatest player of our generation Somehow, I don't know, but well, he's you know he's wasting his career there. They did just fire their GM, right? So which is why I said the Dombrowski thing. Yeah, which I mean, the the good thing, the good thing about the Angels hiring Dombrowski is that they don't have any prospects to trade, so you would actually have to try and build it up a different way. But I don't know. I'm I'm just glad we got to that point because that's a much better place to end off on than the late American League game tonight. Um, so Gab, thank you for taking the time and joining me tonight. Your 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 presence is always a present on this podcast. Let, oh, let Jay. Uh, yeah, that's my English degree at work. Um, I I made a similar pun today on GirlAtTheGame.com. Actually, I said. Um, <laughs> I I made my you know Red Sox off season to do list, and I said um, Chaim Bloom should look to add another reliever to the bullpen. It's overdue for an overhaul. Ah, very so, nice. You know, also, I love that word play. <laughs> also, very nice way to get a plug in for the website. Um, yeah, I that was not actually on purpose. I just like was trying to remember what my pun had been and I didn't remember exactly where I had done it. I was like, oh wait, it's in my new article. So there it is. <laughs> but yes, there check out girl at the game.com. <laughs> yeah. You can you can also find Gab on the Girl at the Game podcast. You can find her on Locked On Red Sox and uh wherever you find fine Twitter posting, you can see Gab's tweets at GF Star One, which is a very nice concise little uh Twitter handle. Mine's a little more unwieldy. It's at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are in there because Twitter is dumb. Yes, and I'm right. <laughs> it is it is one of my catchphrases at this point. I have had it repeated back to me on Twitter. So the considering, considering I woke up to an email this morning from Twitter support saying that they didn't find a literal Nazis tweets to me to be a violation of their rules i can agree with your catchphrase twitter is dumb i found out today that one of my uh one of the people who tried to lead a campaign harassing me off of twitter got suspended permanently so well that's amazing finally wasn't wasn't related to the harassment campaign was related to them using unauthorized images of someone from a different country so okay uh, well not fair but still technically a form of justice yeah the al capone tax evasion of twitter yeah or the Um, uh, son of sam parking ticket of twitter (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. um 
But yeah, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to Girl at the Game, subscribe to Locked on Blue Jays, subscribe to Locked on Red Sox on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of those episodes. And um, yeah, I would love to do this again if the Blue Jays can come back and eliminate the phrase. Either way, they're going to be the plucky underdogs to hoping to, you know, defeat the evil empire in the next round, I have to imagine, because that would be the Yankees. So either way, I, I would love to have you back on to commiserate postseason. So thank All you for taking time. Day. If the Blue Jays come back, then so will I. Excellent. And <laughs> I hope you come back even if they don't, because I'm not very well. No, confident. we're gonna have to do some off-season crossovers at some point. Hopefully the off-season for you guys won't come until much later in the month of October. But either way, we have a whole off-season ahead of us and we're gonna have to fill it with some stuff. So you know we'll be back together soon. Awesome. Sounds good, Gab. So for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network, including my very talented co-host this evening and for everyone at jaysrunacouch.com and girlatthegame.com. I don't know if you have anyone else <laughs> other than you, Gab, but yeah, give them all a shout out anyway. Um, for everyone on those various networks, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode and y'all take care.